Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, it's breakfast somewhere. So eat up. Welcome to Breakfast with Vinny. Food for thought. So much has happened in the last 19 months that it may be an understatement and an obvious one at that to say that everyone has been affected in profound ways. So moving past stating the obvious, I'll say that it has affected me such that I have had nothing to say and much to say at the same time. Nothing to say from being just absolutely astounded at the chain of events that have numbed my ability and desire to say anything really from a standpoint of a musical sphere. Because I feel that if our basic fundamental societal structure is being destroyed before our very eyes, then our ability to think and act musically with a sense of freedom can be inhibited and affected. Now, some may disagree with that, pointing to examples such as the musicians who continue to perform as the Titanic sunk. And I understand the tenacity involved with that. And I understand what music does for us in all times and places. But at the same time, I also see that if society falls apart, then it could inhibit the ability to do that. You know, Rome burned while Nero fiddled. Or, or why I personally can't bring myself to talk about flam taps or linear patterns in the middle of all this. Hey, everyone. Well, multiple riots and destruction occurred nationwide. We're in the middle of a pandemic that's ripping through the globe. Society's on the brink of a total breakdown. Let's talk about flams. No, nah, let's not. <laughs> and having the band play on in the face of impending and continuing disaster is also a form of denial that could have been avoided if perhaps we saw an agreed that we saw it happening, that something was amiss. And what has been happening doesn't quite make sense on many levels, in fact, on all levels, that there have been red flags if we could only see them, and not only see them, but see them and realize that they are real before any kind of propaganda or propagandistic damage control took place in an effort to try to erase our convictions or sway us away from them. Now, saying all of this is not the domain of conspiracy theorists any more than compiling and gathering compelling and hard evidence for a case is for a prosecutor. I'm not sure how to say it more succinctly than that at the moment. But something surely is amiss, and there have been reveals that no amount of damage control has quite been able to obscure. Some things just had to be fessed up, but not everything. That's the weird part. There are some things that one would think are so obviously amiss as to be unanimously noted as such in society. But that's far from the case, thanks to polarization. The polarization works in preventing unanimousness in no small part because of worldviews and the depth of them, which are also contained inside of political ideologies. If information is presented to us all, which would inform us of an impending disaster, our worldviews will inform us of our reaction to that information, as well as the action we choose to take or not take. The concepts of the common good and individual liberty are contained in worldviews that seem to be in opposition to one another. Add personalities to that and propensities toward goodness or malice, some shaped by life experiences as well as innate characteristics, and it starts becoming more complex. Then if trigger mechanisms are put into place in society to create social unrest, and then if little or nothing is done about any ensuing chaos, giving a sense that no accountability is necessary, then the chaos grows and becomes compounded. Or... If one narrative is given to the entire planet, then it would seem obvious to most, if not all people, that since this narrative is 
globally given, then it must be true until all attempts to even question it are either squelched, met with fierce opposition, or ridiculed. At that point, it would be logical to question that. This is firmly in the realm of reason, not political partisanship. Reason, regardless of party affiliation. But that doesn't happen either. Partisan affiliation is often blamed, which does what? Foster more division, keeping us divided. It might do us well to ask questions at this point. Why divert and deflect blame to partisan politics when mere logical questioning is taking place? If it is initiated from one party affiliation, so what? Does that make it wrong? No, it doesn't. But that's what ends up happening. Why? Media ratings? Then ignore it and think for yourself and ask these absolutely legitimate questions. Media ratings be damned. Our lives and our solidarity are far more important than media ratings and us believing what comes out of them without question or even being able to question them. We need to recognize this together, again, regardless of political affiliation, and realize that if we keep falling into that trap, we will all bear the consequences. And at that point, all of this partisan garbage will be just that, garbage. It will be what put all of us into the trap and to our doom. Now, none of this means abandoning our preferred political affiliations or beliefs. Not at all. Yet if we can't call out our own party as if it is sacrosanct, then we are not thinking. We are indoctrinated. In the same way that governments call for emergency measures, we need to call for an emergency measure of putting those things aside and really become we the people and act like we the people. Every one of us in solidarity. Solidarity to what? Solidarity to truth and justice for all, and ourselves, each other, our cohesion as a society. Ask difficult questions to determine if we are being lied to. Ask questions honestly, and ask more questions, and look very closely at the answers instead of blindly trusting whatever the institution may be. Sound crazy? Well, it doesn't sound any crazier than half of what I've seen happen in the past 19 months. Not even half. I've seen so many people, some that I respect, followed, and learned from that have just spewed pure hatred in their posts, pointing the finger at people, calling one section of society misinformed, and even wishing them dead. I mean, this is just evil. Some kind of evil that's been unleashed. It is simply not rational, nor supported by absolute data. It's not. So we need to question what is informing that and causing those types of reactions. Is it dangling the carrot of hope only to be replaced by fear multiple times that causes that? It could very well be, or at least be one reason. Why is media selectively censoring? Many say in response to that, they are private businesses, they can do what they like, as pushback for First Amendment rights. Okay, correct, because people do cite media censorship as a First Amendment violation, but in fact... The First Amendment protects us against governmental violation. But doesn't selective censorship seem even a bit stifling? It's as if they are the arbiters of subject matter that people should or should not see that they just deem to be misinformation versus a universal ethic, such as being appalled at a crime or blatantly and inarguably harmful content. We've been subject to a plethora of differing forms of information having been able to have open dialogue for over 200 years now, and suddenly we can't because 
Some media channel says so? Based on what? The deviation from a heavily propagated narrative? We've been subjected to thousands of books and papers and talks with regards to various subjects that have never, ever been banned or squelched. Never. Not in this society. Until now. Books that have purported to cure cancer were not banned by a search engine or even the medical establishment. We were allowed to think for ourselves and be free adults and free agents about it. So did we suddenly become as children in need of a very specific content supervision? Just something else to ask. I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't be able to vent either or be Pollyannas. We've all heard people say things like, oh, that person is a jackass or things like that. There was also a time when we were tougher skinned and fistfights didn't need to result in death. And again, I'm not suggesting that we be callous either. There is a balance, and we seem to have lost it. Even fighting about that there should be freedom of speech with responsibility as protected in the Constitution and what that is, we even have to fight about that as to whether or not we're just going to accept it or if we're going to say, wait a second, hang, hang on here, you know? Can we just, let's just figure this out. Let's figure it out. We can't even do that anymore. So who are we succumbing to and what kind of forces, what kind of psychological manipulation? I mean, we have to ask ourselves these questions because it's difficult for me to think that we as a society just decided to do that to ourselves now. This kind of psychological manipulation, I think it's safe to say that most of us just want to get on with our lives. We want to live our lives. Things were going along pretty well, but we can't even tell that we're being played. We can't even think for ourselves to think, hang on a second here. We have the right to ask questions and we want answers and we want consensus gentium informed by real truth, not just one narrative that is prohibited from being questioned unless that narrative has been irrefutably correct beyond any shadow of a doubt after welcoming and unequivocally refuting all fair and truthful inquisitorial opposition and research. All of it, openly and transparently, and not just by some shadowy, independent fact-checkers to be blindly trusted. And again, with the brightest minds on the planet, we don't have that. Really? We went to the moon in 1969 with a slide rule. You know, a pocket calculator and a Coke can. That's how we got there and back, right? Now, we've got AI, we're on the verge of quantum computing, we have intelligence that can read license plates from a satellite, we're gene splicing, we're doing this, that, and the other thing, and we can't, really? Really? Nah, sorry. I'm actually surprised that the psychological community hasn't spoke up and weighed in on the level of cognitive dissonance as well as the divisiveness in media charade and lack of absolute factual consensus and a host of other things that are really driving a wedge through society. I mean, we have no idea. We're not even questioning that we're being played on levels that we're not even aware of. There seems to be either a mass psychosis happening or mass hypnosis. This is a dangerous proposition. Again, perhaps even wondering if this is so or could be so is worth questioning without immediately laying blame on each other. Because there are people with sharply divided sociopolitical beliefs that suspect that, but perhaps for the wrong reasons, or tracing it to a scapegoat, or the wrong sources, possibly by something as simple as believing the wrong liars. 
if we were to have a detached analytical conversation about the destabilization of a society without attaching it to our current state, we might get some startling information. Information that just might reveal that we are well past the beginning stages. In fact, I would go so far as to say that we are well advanced into it. I say that because if that is indeed the case, then we have a rapidly narrowing window to decide if we will continue to be duped and be pit amongst ourselves to our own peril, or if we will collectively snap out of it and look at what is happening and stand together to stop its advancement. The advancement of things that affect all of us as citizens who share the same way of life afforded to us by our Constitution and Bill of Rights, not some subversive, destructive ideologies that have us fighting each other and serving as a distraction to enable the disintegration of society. So be careful what you wish for, because some people come along and say, oh, we got to tear it down completely, without stating what it is with which they propose to replace it. If it's a replacement with a type of governance that has proven itself to only be oppressive in the real world, then I personally object to that, even though others might not, but I and the citizenry have a right to know just what that proposal is, not have it suddenly just materialize and be thrust upon us. Our system of government and our constitution wasn't written overnight. Those were brilliant minds that put it together. And a brilliant friend said to me, every system needs a tacit code of ethics that it follows. No one's system is perfect. We can get big money out of politics. We can try to stop revolving doors between the private and governmental sectors, etc., etc., etc. But there are other things that can help with cohesion in society, real spiritual connections. Whatever has been done to tear down that particular fabric of society has not caused any improvement that I can see. We all have a right to talk things through openly and not just rely on these competing bits of information that are continually in conflict with one another without reaching any kind of factual consensus because you very rarely see balanced opposing sides in the same room together, presenting real data in order to validate one and falsify the other so that we know what the truth really is. You very rarely see it. You see one person on one talk show on one side of the political spectrum and another one on the other side. Or sometimes you see these talk shows on one side that will have this kind of token person from the other side. And that's, I mean, yeah, okay, these are basically kind of like group chats. They're opinions and they create tension on the show just to get people fired up. But they shape public opinion as well, which is another reason why we have to be vigilant. But that's not the same thing as reaching objective consensus gentium with solidarity, especially with the predicament that we find ourselves in now. So if we can't do that, then okay, we're doomed. So yeah, there's that. Well, let's just try to think for ourselves and give each other a break. And yes, we have to stand up for what we believe, but we should all be rooted in some common ground and operate from that perspective, from that grounded place. Because oftentimes... I see people from differing ends of the political spectrum that comment on various similar types of malfeasance. And it makes me think maybe in the most important ways, we're not that different after all. And perhaps we should just focus on that instead of tearing ourselves apart. Because when we're united, we have power. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Breakfast with Vinny.